I would like to uh, make some comments on some of the, the comments that were posted last Wednesday, I believe, when we posted a That Prophet post titled, John Calvin Exposed. And, and any time we, we post something that's rather controversial like that is, we get a lot of stupid, stupid answers. And these people think this, th they're so smart. They're, they're really clever. And they just show themselves for the fools they really are. And I'll name a few here. I'll, I'll just mention a few of these comments here. It amazes me how stupid people can be. And they, and they display their, 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 their foolishness uh, publicly as though, as though they had something going for them as though they had something wise to say. I just shake my head. And these are, these are people professing to be Christian. These are people that are supposed to be having his spirit. And they mock, they're, they're cynical, they're, they're critical, they, they, they curse me, they call me a cult. They don't even know what a cult is. You know what a cult is? Something they're not. So if I'm not what they are, if I don't agree with them, I'm a cult. But they all gather together. They all have different beliefs themselves. But they all gather together and come against me. How, how does that work? I'll tell you how it works. I'm speaking the truth. I'm the only one speaking the truth. They're all speaking lies. Okay? But they can get together on that. They can get together because they're all speaking lies. It's all from the same side of the battle field. Okay? I'm speaking the truth. I have to stand alone. Now, there are some people that have had had some comments and stood with me. People like Martin Van Popta, all right? And, and the odd other person, very, very few, okay? Uh, but you know what? And there are other people that have commented and, and said, yes, Victor is that prophet, Victor is, is true, he's a man of God. Several people have said that, okay? But you know what? I don't count on those people. I don't count on their comments. I don't count on their support to know whether I'm true or not. I don't need their testimony, just as Jesus said he didn't need the testimony of men. He didn't, because he knew who he was, and that was good enough for him. And it's, it's good enough for me to know who I am and who I represent and who speaks by me. But I'll tell you, if I were to talk if I wanted to have some sort of witness from other persons, it won't be the people that agree with me, who can be psychophants, who could be deceived, who could be just following a movement. I don't depend on, 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 on those people. I'll tell you the people that more clearly prove who I am are my detractors, my opponents, the people that attack me. They're the ones who prove what I am and who I am. Because they hate the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they hate him, they hate me. Jesus said to his disciples, if they hated me, they'll hate you too. If they hated the master of the house, how much more? The servants. That's the way it is. So if I, if there's, if I know in any way that I'm doing something right, not that I need this. Please understand, I don't need this. I know what I'm speaking. And I don't care whether you agree with me or disagree with, with me. But uh, 
the fact that they oppose what I'm saying tells me that there's something happening here. I think it was Winston Churchill, and there have been others who have said, hey, you know, if you've got enemies, people attacking you, if you're upsetting a bunch of people, you must be doing something right, or at least you're doing something worthwhile. I understand what they're saying. Winston Churchill, by the way, was a great man, a great man. He had his weaknesses and faults, like every other person, no different, but God appointed him for that hour to save the West from the tyranny of Nazism, the same tyranny that's facing us now. Nazism was socialism, national socialism. He wanted to put everything under his thumb. Hitler did. He was a madman, just a madman. And now they're accusing the right-wing people of, of being Nazis? How, how ludicrous, how ridiculous. The enemy is accusing us of, of or, or people on the, on the right, the enemy is accusing them of the very same things that the enemy itself is guilty of. Here, there's this Russian collusion with, uh, with uh, Donald Trump. There was nothing there, nothing whatsoever, but they were trying to nail him with that. You know why? Because they were the ones, Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, they're the ones, Clintons, they were the ones colluding with the Russians, and it's all going to come out. And they're going to fight for their lives like cornered rats because they know they're all going to hang or be imprisoned. They all ought to be lined up in front of a, a firing squad and shot because that's what they want to do to the, to the right wing. For, for their sins, they want to protect themselves. They want to hide themselves. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm getting off the subject here. Uh, let's go to this post here with uh, John Calvin exposed. And, and there's an article on John Kelvin, probably uh, two or three articles at the Path of Truth, speaking of what is the true, true report of John Kelvin and what he was like. He was a sadistic, narcissistic, vicious, venomous murderer. And you're telling me that he's going to be a great Christian or was a great Christian, a, a reformer? Reforming what? He killed Michael Servetus and he had him slow burn at a stake with green faggots just to intensify the pain, to prolong the process. That was John Calvin. And I've, hear, I've heard reformed people say to me, well, Victor, uh, you know, those were the times we, we don't understand. Those were the days. And, and they had to do something. There were certain things that they had to do to, to kind of ride it out or to, to make, make do with what was happening there. That is such wicked justification for wickedness, for sin, for murder. What? Was God's law null and void at the time? Because they had to deal with who? The Catholic Church? Michael Servetus came along and he disagreed on the Trinity doctrine and Calvin swore that he would kill him if he ever had the chance. And Michael Servetus was foolish enough to go there to Geneva where John Calvin was and they took him, they arrested him, and they, they burned him at the stake as a heretic. Michael Servetus had good things. He had good things to say. They burned his books. Uh, a couple of them survived. But they tried to get rid of any trace of him. That was John Calvin. And, of course, he would blame it on somebody else. So then I said that he died of a horrible, horrible death. Okay, according to what he deserved, all right? 
And I said, the reason he died of a horrible death is because he was a wicked, wicked man. He died a very painful death, premature, all right? Uh, and, and I say that if you go into the scriptures, you'll never find anybody dying of a horrible death like that. No saint, prophet, they don't, it doesn't happen. And so I get all these stupid, stupid arguments. They didn't even finish reading or hearing what I had to say on that, uh, on that post. They didn't, they didn't have a clue. But they're going to yap off. They're going to vomit their obscenities, their stupidities, their absurdities uh, on, on me and everybody else. What idiots. What idiots. All right? Here's... Um, See what I can find here. Here's a Ben Vanderswan. He says, "Didn't Lazarus die of sickness, a horrible death?" No, he didn't die a horrible death. The report was that he was, uh, that he had died or that he was ill. Was it a horrible death? There's nothing says that it was a horrible death. All right, okay. But the reason. And Jesus gave the reason as to, as to his death. It was that the son would be glorified. And so Jesus waited. He could, he could have waited or, or he could have come right away to, uh, to heal Lazarus. And, and Lazarus' sisters said that that could happen. That he could have come right away and Lazarus would, would have lived. But now he was dead and into the fourth day of burial where, where the body starts to decay and stink. That event happened for the glory of God. Lazarus didn't suffer. He was ill, mild suffering, perhaps. There's no indication that there was even that. He was sick, all right? But Jesus waited. And then he went, and he spoke out loud, and he, and he called Lazarus forth out of the womb, uh, out of the uh, tomb, the womb of the ground. Lazarus was raised from the, from the, from the earth, from his uh, tomb. And that was for the glory of God. And that's what Jesus said. So no, it wasn't the same kind of death as John Calvin. And, and besides, Lazarus did live, didn't he? His life was restored miraculously. And God was glorified. Is that what happened to John Calvin? So, Ben van der Swan, you're a fool for asking. You're a fool for asking. There was a fellow by, by the name of Bert Moritz, and he had a whole lot of stupid things to say, just really stupid. My son, as cameraman, asked when I said that uh, that people in the scriptures don't die of a horrible death. When I was talking about a horrible death, I was talking about sickness and disease and uh, accidents or so-called accidents, tragedies. I wasn't talking about martyrdom. Jesus Christ died as the martyr. He died as the savior, as the sacrificial lamb. He said he laid down his life. You think Calvin laid down his life, wasting away with a horrible, painful disease where he couldn't breathe or whatever? Come on, huge difference. He died a wicked man. Jesus Christ was laying his down, laying down his life. He says, no man takes it from me. I lay it down of my own will, of my own accord. All right, big difference. 
Same with, same with the apostles. And they mention, everybody mentions the apostle Paul who, who, had, who had this, what? They think they had some kind of eye disease or something, that he had some sort of uh, uh, physical uh, infirmity that was, that was a, a problem. And, and so that proves that, hey, even Christians suffer sicknesses and diseases and, 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 and death in such a manner. Didn't prove anything. It wasn't his eyes at all. It says right in the scriptures, Paul himself said what was going on, that it was an evil messenger sent from God. Get that? A devil sent from God to buffet him so that he wouldn't get too proud with all the revelations that God had given him, to keep him humble. And it says in the scriptures, Paul said, I was, I was that, that God said to me, uh, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So just, just take it, accept it. When you're weak, then I'm strong, right? Paul says, when I'm weak, then I am strong, right? That's what was happening. It wasn't sickness and disease because of sin. It wasn't because of that at all. And then they mentioned uh, Timothy who had stomach troubles. But Timothy wasn't, he didn't die because of that. And if he had digestive problems, so, I mean, everybody and anybody can have digestive problems. It doesn't mean that he was dying of sickness and disease because of sin. Any of the martyrs, you talk about Peter being, being crucified upside down, or Stephen stoned to death. Those were glorious deaths. Those were not horrible deaths. Those were glorious deaths. God was manifesting himself and his righteousness to the, to the multitudes. They were martyrs. The word martyr means witness. They were witnessing unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And they died a glorious death. Stephen, what was he saying at his death? What did he say? Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Does that sound like a horrible death to you? He said, Lord, he saw, he saw the Son of Man standing on the right hand of the Father. Is that a horrible death? You idiots, you idiots, stupid asses, in the name of Jesus Christ, talking that way. He says, Lord, receive my spirit. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. You give me all these objections. You don't even go to the end of these presentations and see what I'm, what I'm saying before you open your stupid mouths. You know what you are? I'm going to use this word. I am going to use it. I, it's... it's uh, I've debated whether to use it or not. You guys are a bunch of fidiots. That's what you are, fidiots. Okay? Vernacular, present-day language, fidiots. That's what you are. You think you're so smart. You think you're so intelligent. You think you're going to be coming here and correcting me. I'm here to correct you. I'm here to address you. And you're not going to stand in that fire. The Lord spoke to me back in the 80s, and he said, if straw can stand against, stand up to a fire, then your enemies will be able to stand up. If stubble can stand up to a fire, then your enemies will be able to stand up to me. Fat chance you have. Hey, all right, a few more names here. Let's look and see if we can find some. Some, some guy that doesn't even know how to write or spell Juan Pangasban, stop being a fro prophet. 
you're a cult teacher. Oh, was that ever clever? Was that ever wise? Was that ever so, so, so intelligent, so educated? What the hell does that mean? That you're a fidiot. That's what it means. You don't know what you're saying, and you don't even care that you don't know what you're saying. You don't care. You just want to yap off. And your name is out there in public. How intelligent is that? Amazing. Amazing, you people talking against me, against the Lord, against the truth, against the scriptures, but you're going to talk. Wow. So this John Leonard writes, he says, apostles died horrible deaths. They died, except for John, they died a martyr's death. Those were not the kind of deaths I was talking about. You want to object? Why didn't you listen to the rest of, my, uh, of the video? Why didn't you listen before you spoke? Why didn't you hear a matter before answering it? Isn't that what the proverb says a fool does? Yes, you're a fidiot. John Leonard. Right. And this Olivier Delcourt, March 1st isn't April 1st. You are a joke. What's that supposed to mean? March 1st isn't April 1st. You are a joke. Really? Okay. This, this thing just came in a couple of hours ago. So you've, you've laid out some wisdom of yours, right? Some understanding. Really? Really? What are you saying? Who are you correcting? With what? But you mock. Scoffers in the last days. That's what Peter said would be. That's what Jude said would be. People that would be mocking and scoffing in the last days. That's you. That's you, fidiots. That's what you are. Now there's a J. Samard. He went on and on. I think the guy's autistic or something. He went on and on. Just stupid. And what does he do? He makes a statement, and then he blocks you so that you can't answer him. And then he comes back and makes another statement, blocks you so that you can't answer him. What's that all about? Hit and run? That's all it is. Hit and run. And you don't know what you're saying. You don't have a clue. And you're not acknowledging the things that I'm saying. Somebody was speaking against uh, predestination, saying that I was speaking against predestination, that I didn't know what I was talking about. No, I believe in predestination. Yes, I do. I just don't believe in predestination of souls to burn in hell forever and ever and ever, that God created them for that very purpose. That is sheer demonic claptrap. Talk about... Uh, a characterization of God in, as, 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 as a most vicious uh, devil, such doctrine. That came from John Calvin. That's where it came from. A devil. A devil. And you people are following him. You're a bunch of idiots. That's all. Stupid cattle. You're not following what the scriptures teach, and yet you stand there and you say, I, we only preach and believe what the Bible says. Yeah? You don't believe a thing the Bible says. Not one thing. Not even that Jesus Christ is Lord. Or you wouldn't be acting and talking that way. There's this Cal Bradley who's trying to be this spiritual hero. He's supposed to be, he's trying to be some kind of a man of God. And he says the stupidest things. The stupidest things. We, he's accusing me of saying things that I never said. I don't believe those things. 
I don't believe that righteousness is by the law. He accuses us of, of teaching that. That's not what I'm teaching. And if he took time, if he cared, he would take a look and realize he was wrong. But he's just another idiot, just stupid, stupid fool, sounding off, doesn't have a clue, doesn't have a clue. And there's a, an Anne Cunningham coming coming along and saying, I agree. I'm not, I'm not so sure what she agrees about. She just says, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I doubt that it's, uh, I don't know if she's agreeing with me or Martin or this Jason Mart. Who knows? Who knows? She doesn't say. There's this Michael Kaza that says, you're foolish to say that no man of God died a horrible death in Scripture. I'm not a Calvinist, but I can assure you many men of God died horrible deaths. Yeah? If they died a martyr's death, that is not a horrible death. That is a glorious death. That's a glorious death. But you don't know anything about that. I had to lay down my life. I had to die. I had to lose my parents, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sister, all my family, I had to lose everybody. I had to lose my wife. I had to lose all my possessions, my ambitions. I had to give them up. I had to, I had to lose all my friends. And not only lose them, but they would, all these people would turn and mock me and, and speak against me. I lost all that. I know what death is. I know what death is. And I've suffered physically as well. But here I am alive and well, identified with the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest thing that can possibly happen to a man. Here I am. The Lord's brought me through the fires. And you fidiots are sitting here attacking me. You don't know what you're talking about. This Michael Kaza doesn't have a clue. He talks about a horrible death. Stephen, he's the one who comes up with this crap, right? Martin answered him. He says, perhaps if you're going to shoot your mouth off, in Victor's private inbox, you could stop unblocking and and reblocking every time you send a message so we can have a reasonable conversation. So I guess it was Michael Kaza that was doing this, blocking and then saying something else and blocking again. The guy's a fool, that's all. And then he accuses us of being arrogant and justifying himself. Doesn't have a clue, doesn't have a clue. And there's this Devin Davis. LOL, I'm so tired of this stupidity. Just delete this, stop calling yourself a prophet, repent of your sin and believe the gospel that Jesus came to die for your sin and be saved. Then go sit in a sound church that teaches the Bible. Oh, really? Really? You're going to tell a man of God who has come as a prophet, who is a prophet, a true prophet, what the, the, the fallacy of all your garbage, and you're just going to sit there? You don't know what you're talking about. You're just a blind fool. Another fidiot. That's all you are. All right? There's this Grant Vanderhoek saying, um, Jesus died a horrible death. Your cameraman should be your teacher. Because it was my cameraman who, who, who said, well, is John Calvin the only one? Is it only evil people that die horrible deaths? What about Jesus? He died a horrible death. Yes, he died a horrible death. But it was not a horrible death in the sense that he died because of sin. It wasn't because uh, 
of any evil doing. It was, it was a death that he chose. It was a death that he, he lay, where he laid down his life. That's not a horrible death. That's not a horrible death. That, that is a glorious death. In fact, doesn't it say in the scriptures that the time would come for him to be glorified? Huh? Peter tried to think that it was a horrible death. Oh, Lord, no, don't talk that way. Don't talk that, that negatively. Far be it that this should happen to you. Far be it that you should have a horrible death, is what Peter was saying. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, because you savor the things of men and not the things of God. I have to do this. I'm going. I'm going to lay my life down. The Son of Man will be glorified. See, people don't know what you're talking about because you've never known the Lord Jesus Christ. And you think you know the scriptures. You think you know him. Search the scriptures, Jesus said to the, to the Jews. For in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. And you, and you won't come to me. Here I am. But you know the scripture, right? Fools. Fidiots. That's what you are. So that's it for that for now. I'm going to leave off here. Uh, but that's just one of the posts. And we get that kind of nonsense all the time. People just jumping to conclusions, accusing me of saying things I did not say. Did not say. All right? I do believe in predestination. And that is that God is going to reconcile all men unto himself ultimately. That's what's going to happen. That's, what, that's, that's God's plan. And that's the good news. It's not that a whole bunch of, or a small handful of reformers are going to be saved and kept in heaven, uh, or Catholics or Baptists who claim to be saved, and the rest of the population throughout all of history, billions of people are just going to burn in hell forever and ever and ever. That is so ugly. That is so, that's good news. That's good news. Oh, so you're just counting on having some good news for you and not for everybody else like your families who didn't come to believe, who didn't come to join the local church, huh? Southern Baptists? What bullshit? Henry Blackaby and so many others preaching up a storm, puffed up, pompous asses. That's what they are. That's what they are. And then there's everybody else too that thinks that they're so smart, that they're so right, that they're going to change this world by getting rid of religion. Well, they're partly right and partly wrong. They're going to get rid of religion. If they do, uh, it'll be good. It won't be them doing it. God will do that. He's doing it now. But God is going to bring the true religion in where we will love him and we will love our neighbor as ourselves. That's what's going to be happening. That's good news. That is good. And it's going to be for everybody. I don't care if you're, you're Christian or Jew or Catholic or evangelical. Protestant, whatever you want to call yourselves, Muslim, Buddhist, uh, uh, transgender, uh, LBGTQXYZ. I don't care who you are. The Lord is going to save every last person. He's going to reconcile all things to himself. And he has predetermined that to be. He's forming all of mankind throughout these ages into his own image. That's a wonderful God. That's a powerful God. That's what we have coming. But boy, there's going to be hell to pay. You guys are going to go through the ring. You're going to go through the valley of the... Sh some, some through the valley of the shadow of death. Some are just going to be thrown right into the lake of fire. That's all there is to it. That's the fire is the only thing that's going to deal with you people. Fire is the only thing that's going to deal with idiots. Self-righteous idiots. 
idiots. That's it. Good. There comes a time when it's do or die.